Hey, this is Mike and Tom from Ballpark Bros. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio. Check us all out on FourEyedRadio.com. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Think Critical, the Dungeons and Dragons Survival Guide podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Simon, your intrepid DM and uh, veteran of the wars. <laughs> the wars. The war. The D and D wars kind specifically. Like yeah. The wars. Yeah, the wars. Uh, <laughs> Three point five and four and fifth edition wars. Dark go. days. Dark days. Uh, to my left. Hi. My name is Laura, and I am here as a insidious counterpart to the sweet little bunny that we have to my left, <laughs> the house elf known only as the house elf. <laughs> Cottontail. Yes, can I help you? That's what I thought. Uh, her name is Marina, and she's being weird. It's fine. I'm just awkward at heart. It's great. Yeah. I honestly, thing. aren't we all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so this episode is going to be uh, a little bit shorter. Uh, We're also down a host. Our good friend Joshua is uh, somewhere out in the world doing something less important than this. Um, Don't know what, couldn't tell you, but he's with us here in spirit. Uh, We will trudge onward without him. It'll be a thing. It's fine. I think this episode is going to be mostly a conversation about you know just kind of getting started and also some fun things that happened to us at the beginning yeah yeah absolutely um so a couple things i wanted to jump into uh i figured we just start you know D this week like what uh who has played D recently and how did it go well considering the fact that we all play D together (laughs) we've all played D this week Listen, I don't want to pretend I know your life, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What was a really big event that happened? Marina, you go. Um, hmm. So in Unimportant Heroes, which is our campaign that we have, um, we fought off a very large horde of homunculi, which yep. was hard core they yeah. are there you you would think they were there these at least were easier to kill but there were a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> it was basically a race until the sun came up yep Oof. uh yeah um let's see there was unimportant heroes mm-hmm. uh few other things have happened recently i don't know in the last week but recently um we have I have, so uh, just to give you guys an idea, um, right now I'm running a game uh, pretty regularly. Um, I'm running one on Monday night, Mm. Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and now now sometimes Sunday. Nice. So 
five days of the week I'm DMing <laughs> and coming up with five different campaigns and managing them all. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> if you're just beginning, don't, you will burn yourself out very, very quickly. Uh, and in one campaign, you're a player. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was going to say in, in another Jeez. campaign, I did, I'm a player and our friend, uh, Lindsay is DMing, which fantastic. So uh, that is a really good campaign. Yeah. So far. I love it. I, uh, I'm really digging how. Lindsay has kind of fallen into DM, like fall, like she just jumped in head first. I'm yeah. a huge fan of that. It was great. Um, which uh, actually conveniently uh, leads me to kind of uh, the overarching point I think I want to make with this episode. Because the uh, last episode, we kind of talked about players and what players could do um, and kind of how they develop. Uh, this episode, I was thinking we could talk about DMs and how you can get into being a DM. Uh, fortunately, everyone at this table has tried DMing. Yeah. Yeah. For better or for worse. <laughs> but, so, um, let's see. I recently saw on Twitter uh, Mike Merles, who I forget his exact title, um, but he is very up, very high up in the D&D hierarchy. Mm. Fantastic uh, person to, you know, see... Uh, and watch and listen to in regards to D and D. The the man's an, an expert. Uh, awesome. Uh, he literally, you know, wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I saw him post this thing that I loved uh, in like page one. Uh, the I think it's the back of the DMG. It tells you your job as a DM is to entertain your players. Uh, it's not to know all the rules. And it's not to have a perfect setting or characters or anything. It is simply to be entertaining. And if you can figure out how to entertain your players, you are 90% of the way to being a good DM. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can get hung up on the rules and and stats and things like that. But um, our kid that we play (laughs) with, our brother Sam, he just went off and pretty much homebrewed in the entire first session of his campaign, which was fantastic because he hasn't been playing nearly as much as, as we have over the past year, but um, he made up a monster that he, in his head, he had the stats for, Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to come from, you know, the dungeon master's guide, or it doesn't have to come from, you know, Volos or wherever you want to come from, but uh, it was highly entertaining. Well, uh, yeah. Um, just a, 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 an exact instance of that where the homunculi you guys fought, hmm. they don't exist in any source book. Oh. Like I, I created those. I just used the name homunculus uh, because, you know, it sounds cool. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, and it made for very terrifying uh, kind of cinematics. It worked. <laughs> um, every time I think of homunculus, Homunculi, I think of that one show that we watched. Uh, Pull off. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so uh, don't be intimidated by jumping into being a DM. I know it can be kind of terrifying, which is fair. Uh, I So the best way I can kind of explain it is uh, I used this example before, but when you want to be a DM, the only way to be 
good at being a DM is to DM. Like, you just have to do yeah. it. Um, unfortunately, that requires other people. So my example, my favorite example is like, if you want to learn how to be good at the violin, every time you practice the violin, you don't sit down in front of an audience. You know, you, you sit in your room and you play and you practice and yeah. you practice and you practice and eventually you're good enough to get in front of those people. But as a DM, from the very first session, you have an audience and you have people expecting something from you. And sometimes that can be very intimidating, but you have to remember all they're expecting from you is entertainment. Yeah. And even if you don't have anything off the top of your head, there are so many entertaining things in this world that just take one of those, <laughs> reskin it a little bit, add your own unique flavor, and then run with it. Just go nuts like, and, and let the players determine the outcome of the story. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think we said it last uh, episode, but that if copyright infringement were a thing in D&D, there oh, would I... be no d <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. At a, at a private home table, no. There's no way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, um, so, I also wanted to give uh, an example, kind of of um, DMing off the cuff. Uh, so, there is a current campaign I'm running with these guys called Unimportant Heroes. Yay! It's one of my favorites. I mean, they're all my favorites, but that one's fun. Uh, Unimportant Heroes started because I run a one-shot. And it's about a group of kids in a, uh, a small town in the world that I've built in D&D. Uh, and the town's name is literally unimportant <laughs> hence unimportant heroes exactly. <laughs> they're very proud of this fact that they're unimportant <laughs> heroes <laughs> indeed so uh unimportant heroes the first session was literally them playing a bunch of teenagers who just happened to show up at the right time and land a killing blow on a monster and they're all uh basically considered hometown heroes uh, this spawned a, a larger campaign because everybody was so into it that they were just like, yeah, let's just flesh this out. Let's just keep going. And we all made amazing characters. Yeah. They were so great. I mean, they're all humans, but everybody has their own take on well, it. It was so fantastic. Well, what I love, I what I love is that you guys didn't make those characters. I did. That's true. We just gave them names and personalities. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's the thing. Uh, I, that's what I love about DMing is... Sometimes a lot of people think that it's a lot of hard work and a lot of prep, but trust your players. Your players are going to come up with some of your best ideas because you'll just be sitting there and be like, okay, uh, you guys head into the forest and then you might forget it. But one of your players will go, wait a minute. Is this that one like super haunted forest you were telling us about? <laughs> and in your head, you're going, no, that's to the east, but you're, you your brain interrupts that message, sends a different one down to your mouth, and you find yourself blurting out, oh, yeah, no, this one's super haunted. <laughs> the one I was telling you about? Pixie sticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, actually, in reality, it's like, no, you guys are going to, like, the super cool, like, super fairy forest. Like, <laughs> you guys get a bunch of cool magic items, and someone gets wings, and yet, then your players are like, oh, no, this is the haunted one, and you're like, I guess it's the haunted yes. forest. Yes, it is the haunted Prepare forest. Prepare for ghouls. <laughs> you know, roll for ghouls. Oh, man. Uh, so 
don't be intimidated by DMing because even though it, it, it can be hard work, uh, it's very rewarding. Um, I can't speak for others, but there are moments where I say or do something and my players have an immediate reaction. Um, and, and that to me is always so enjoyable, whether it be a name of an NPC or, uh, I do. <laughs> WYSIWYGS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I do, um, character voices. And sometimes that can be very, very fun and entertaining and people, you know, react to that very strongly. Uh, I don't even have to do the voice, but if I... Don't you dare. <laughs> I already know what you're going to do. It's, it's too traumatizing. So we have another campaign called the Evil Campaign. And we've all made some form of evil character. Uh, mine is My a necromancer. Is good. <laughs> She didn't start out good, yeah, though. Yeah, my alignment is good. We are all very good to be evil. That, <laughs> you guys make some very morally ambiguous decisions. And also, <laughs> you've true. made some like outright evil decisions. Even Lilith. Lilith kidnapped someone. <laughs> I, I mean, technically, yes. She kidnapped you, a baby, but that's beside the point. <laughs> you are you're just <laughs> going through this campaign we have been through several just really insane and really intense situations and uh, one of them landed us in the grasp of a very malevolent beholder <laughs> and uh, Simon does this particular voice that he does and every once in a while he'll come out like we'll be driving in the car and from the side seat he'll do the voice and be like nope mm -mm, you put that away <laughs> But in the, so that is part of the reward. Your, your players, your players, and you are sitting around a table playing make believe. But eventually, if you play this game long enough, eventually you guys will be hanging out, and your players will talk about something that happened as if it were real, as if it actually happened, and you all were really there. I, I've lost track of the number of times I'm hanging out with people I play D and D with. And they talk about an adventure that happened months and months ago as if they were actually out in the woods and just like, oh, you remember how we did that thing? Oh, I do remember. And we, they just go off. Yeah. And it's this whole crazy thing. And I love that. I love that so much because it means, one, I'm doing my job well. But two, more importantly, more, way more importantly, they're engaged and they're concerned with what happens in the story. And it. You do that by simply giving them something to invest in. Uh, I I have an example of, of that. I For a while, I was running a campaign with my little niece. And at the time, she was seven. And um, we only played a couple of times. But every time I talked to her, she brings up D&D. Like, it had a really impact on her because I made her, she was a tabaxi bard. Nice. And uh, she was this little, and she nice, couldn't, she couldn't nice. decide if she wanted to be her age or older. And, and she's like, okay, well, I'll start off as seven and then I'm going to grow up. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> and it was, it was really fun because you just kind of go with it. Cause if our niece's imagination is just wild. Yeah. Um, but there was this one point where she and the NPC character and her dad's character 
went up against these thieves and uh, they they kicked their butts and they had a really big fight. She was all excited. She brings that up every single time. <laughs> like, when are we going to play D&D again? I'm like, whenever you come up to visit. <laughs> No, I, I I love that. That is my, those are my favorite moments. I, and, you know, it, it's, it's great understanding that you could be responsible for that. So that's why I always encourage people who are even slightly interested to get into DMing, to being the DM, to sitting at the head of the table and running people through it. Because as a player, your input is going to be regarded as a player. And you'll you'll find yourself making decisions as a player. And when you sit in a DM in the DM's chair, and when you you kind of sit there, it's uh, it's way way more interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like losing my uh, train of thought, but I just I, I run out of words to describe how awesome it is to no kidding sit there and just like see your players do cool things. <laughs> But yeah, I absolutely agree. It's super fun. It is. It's 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 amazing and rewarding. And in the beginning, it is terrifying. And I think that is also part of the allure. Um, I think also it's important. I mean, even if you don't have the opportunity to start with people that you're familiar with, like in our instance, I mean, you weren't familiar with us, but you were familiar with the game, you know. But um, for me and Marina and our brother Sam. Uh, we're, we've been DMing with each other. So we've yeah. made characters for each other's campaigns and we're very easy to DM for because we're all comfortable, you know? Yeah. And if yeah. one of us does something that is obviously against what the other people are like, hey, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, I, I think there's a big fear factor of being out in front of someone. And I think taking the first step is probably one of the most important things. Just like you say, getting out in front of the table, but also, you know, picking a good intro yeah. that's going to be captivating or, um, and letting it be if it's not, you know, and just keep going with it. Just give it time and you'll adapt your own flow kind of thing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I know for a fact, it, it's one of those things. I know for a fact that sometimes, um, people have been sitting at my table and have had a bad time, which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I know it's happened. I, know, uh, I I run Adventure League games, and there are s several instances where in an Adventure League game, I know someone has left the table incredibly unhappy. And sometimes it's it's been because of my direct action, which really really sucks but it's one of those things that now that i know about it you have to learn from it and go okay how can i not do that again yeah uh, sometimes the players are just being very upset and <laughs> i can't do anything about that that's not on me so it's kind of weird you have to balance okay that was my fault with no that was your fault yeah <laughs> and and you have to get good at differentiating between the two plus i think um the Adventure League, right? That's different from normal campaigns. Well, Adventure League is simply a more standardized way to play D&D. &D. Mm. Uh, you can create a character and go from level 1 to level 20 with that character through multiple campaigns. Gotcha. 
and over uh, many, many different settings and, you know, seeing how things evolve, all that jazz. Um, it, and it's, it's super fun. Like, I don't want anyone, I don't want to scare anyone away and make them think, you know, you have to be super, super serious and super pro to like play in Adventure League. It's for everyone. And a lot of people have gotten their start playing in Adventure League. Um, it is, however, just a different way to play. So, right. for example, in an, at an Adventure League table, if somebody, I don't know, uh, rolls something and it hits the table and say it's like a nine and they have a plus four modifier, which we'll go over what modifiers are eventually. <laughs> uh, they'll have a 13 total. Right. If the target number is, I don't know, a 16, if the DC is a 16, they failed. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. If you're homebrewing, it's much more lenient. If this would make sense narratively, the person succeeds you know what's a is that really a big difference between 13 and 16 <laughs> uh but in, in adventure league even that you know can sometimes i've known some dms in adventure league who roll their dice behind the screen they don't even look at the number they just go off of they it. just know like they're just like oh you got hit yeah because the story makes sense if you get hit right now um which is totally fine i personally i like the randomness that the dice give me because sometimes I roll a crit and my players get crit and I think it's hysterical and they don't. Oh, and then you have the I crit myself moments, yes. <laughs> which are so freaking funny. Sometimes I crit my own NPCs. Which is, oh, or the NPC will crit against the monster and just be like, well, yeah. good. <laughs> and so you don't win. <laughs> but um, I figured... This would just kind of be a shorter episode to see. Maybe you might be interested in DMing. And if you are interested in DMing, throw us some questions. Uh, send your questions. We have all the social media. You can find all the links, all the um, who's it's and what's it's. And uh, our social media people are standing by. And by our social media people, I mean us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just hanging out, waiting for someone to ask a question. So ask all your questions. Yes, please talk to us. We're lonely. Yes. We like talking to people. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. That's another reason to DM. If you need the validation of others, <laughs> jump into the seat. Oh, man. Because it's kept me there for years. <laughs> but... Uh, so send us your questions. Uh, you'll find all the links between uh, in the description and whatnot. Um, find us and ask us. Maybe we can help you. Um, I know for me, it was just no one else wanted to DM, so I DM'd. But for others, maybe it's a challenge that they're looking forward to. And yeah. I would absolutely, absolutely love to see, you know, help someone develop along those lines. Because I may not be good at much, but I'm very confident in my ability to DM. And I would love to try and help other people who are interested in doing so. And even if you've been DMing and you have any questions, you know, like Simon says, he's been doing it for a while and and we're more than happy to talk to you and answer yeah. your questions. So, I, Oh, actually, even better. Maybe you've been DMing for even longer than I have give me some tips. Like maybe you know something I don't. That all is, that's also a great conversation to have. I think anytime you're learning or teaching, it's a good time because you're either imparting wisdom or you're gaining it. And that 
can never, ever, ever be bad. I just see two, like, older wizards sitting at a bar. This is how it was in my day. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> you know, I like to pretend I'm old. I'm really not old, but listen, it feels pretty old. <laughs> oh, man. I'm all creaky. <laughs> but... I think, like you say, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Uh, we're down a person. But next time on our next episode, we're going to talk about a little bit more into character creation and a couple of characters that we have created over the time that we've been playing and we'd like to share. And uh, we're going to try to put up a, a character sheet along with one of the more creative characters just for <laughs> if you're a new player and you're looking for some inspiration, it might you know give you an idea or something you can go off of or you know even if it's just the name i mean it's a place to start yeah absolutely so uh stay tuned and thank you so much for listening uh we appreciate your time and uh i hope you guys have a fantastic evening and like you say uh search for us on facebook instagram twitter at think critical uh dnd survival guide and you'll find us or think critical ddsv yes that too uh which um, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, any and all questions or any and all advice. We look forward to the conversation mm -hmm. in general. Definitely. Uh, so uh, I think we're going to be closing it out now. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Think Critical, the Dungeons and Dragons Survival Guide podcast. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at the table. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to Think Critical, the Dungeons and Dragons Survival Guide podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Simon, your intrepid DM and uh, veteran of the wars. <laughs> the wars. The war. The D and D wars kind specifically. Like the yeah. wars. Yeah, the wars. Uh, <laughs> Three point five and four and fifth edition wars. Dark go. days. Dark days. Uh, to Hi. my left. Hi, my name is Laura, and I am here as a insidious counterpart. To the sweet little bunny that we have to my left. The house elf, known only as... The house elf. <laughs> Cottontail. Yes, can I help you? That's what I thought. Uh, her name is Marina, and she's being weird. It's fine. I'm just awkward at heart. It's great. Yeah. I Honestly, I aren't we all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, um, so this episode is going to be uh, a little bit shorter. Uh, we're also down a host. Our good friend Joshua is uh, somewhere out in the world doing something less important than this. Um, <laughs> don't know what, couldn't tell you, but he's with us here in spirit. Uh, we will trudge onward without him. It'll be a thing. It's fine. I think this episode is going to be mostly a conversation about you know just kind of getting started and also some fun things that happened to us at the beginning yeah yeah absolutely um so a uh, couple things i wanted to jump into uh, i figured we just start you know dnd this week like what uh yes. who has played dnd recently and how did it go well considering the fact that we all play dnd together <laughs> we've all played dnd this week Listen, I don't want to pretend I know your life, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What was a really big event that happened? Marina, you go. Um, hmm. 
So in Unimportant Heroes, which is our campaign that we have, um, we fought off a very large horde of homunculi, which yep. was hardcore. They yeah. are there. You you would think they were there. These at least were easier to kill, but there were a lot of them. <laughs> it was basically a race until the sun came up. Yep. Oof. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Those unimportant heroes. A mm-hmm. uh, few other things have happened recently. I don't know in the last week, but recently um, we have. I have so. Uh, just to give you guys an idea, um, right now I'm running a game uh, f- pretty regularly. Um, I'm running one on Monday night, mm. Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and now, now sometimes Sunday. Nice. So five days of the week I'm DMing <laughs> and coming up with five different campaigns and managing them all. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> if you're just beginning, don't, you will burn yourself out very, very quickly. Uh, and in one campaign, you're a player. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was going to say in, in another Jeez. campaign, I did, I'm a player and our friend, uh, Lindsay is DMing, which fantastic. So that, uh, that is a really good campaign. Yeah. So far. I love it. I, uh, I'm really digging how. Lindsay has kind of fallen into DM, like fall, like she just jumped in head first. I'm yeah. a huge fan of that. It was great. Um, which uh, actually conveniently uh, leads me to kind of uh, the overarching point I think I want to make with this episode. Because the last episode, we kind of talked about players and what players could do um, and kind of how they develop. Uh, this episode, I was thinking we could talk about DMs and how you can get into being a DM. Uh, fortunately, everyone at this table has tried DMing. Yeah. Yeah. For better or for worse. <laughs> but, so, um, let's see. I recently saw on Twitter uh, Mike Merles, who I forget his exact title, um, but he is very up, very high up in the D&D hierarchy. Mm. A fantastic uh, person to, you know, see... Uh, and watch and listen to in regards to D and D. The the man's an, an expert. Uh, awesome. Uh, he literally, you know, wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I saw him post this thing that I loved. Uh, in like page one, uh, the I think it's the back of the DMG. It tells you your job as a DM is to entertain your players. Uh, it's not to know all the rules. And it's not to have a perfect setting or characters or anything. It is simply to be entertaining. And if you can figure out how to entertain your players, you are 90% of the way to being a good DM. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can get hung up on the rules and and stats and things like that. But um, our kid that we play (laughs) with, our brother Sam, he just went off and pretty much homebrewed in the entire first session of his campaign, which was fantastic because he hasn't been playing nearly as much as, as we have over the past year, but um, he made up a monster that he, in his head, he had the stats for, you know, it doesn't have to come from, you know, the dungeon master's guide, or it doesn't have to come from, you know, Volos or wherever you want to come from. But uh, it was highly entertaining. 
Well, uh, yeah, um, just a, 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 an exact instance of that where the homunculi eat this fly. Hmm. They don't exist in any source book. Oh. Like I, I created those. I just used the name homunculus uh, because, you know, it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it made for very terrifying uh, kind of cinematics. It worked. <laughs> um, every time I think of humun- homunculi, I think of that one show that we watched. Uh, Full Mouth. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so uh, don't be intimidated by jumping into being a DM. I know it can be kind of terrifying, which is fair. Uh, I So... The best way I can kind of explain it is, uh, I used this example before, but when you want to be a DM, the only way to be good at being a DM is to DM. Like, you just have to do yeah. it. Um, unfortunately, that requires other people. So my example, my favorite example is, like, if you want to learn how to be good at the violin, every time you practice the violin, you don't sit down in front of an audience. You know, you, you sit in your room and you play and you practice and yeah. you practice and you practice and eventually you're good enough to get in front of those people. But as a DM, from the very first session, you have an audience and you have people expecting something from you. And sometimes that can be very intimidating, but you have to remember all they're expecting from you is entertainment. Yeah. And even if you don't have anything off the top of your head, there are so many entertaining things in this world that just take one of those, reskin it a little bit, add your own unique flavor, and then run with it. Just go nuts, like, and, and let the players determine the outcome of the story. Yeah, absolutely. It's. I think we said it last uh, episode, but that if copyright infringement were a thing in D and D, there oh, would absolutely. be no D and D. Absolutely. At a at a private home table, no, there's no way. Yeah. Um. But, uh, so, um, so I also wanted to give uh, an example kind of of um, DMing off the cuff. Uh, so there is a current campaign I'm running with these guys called Unimportant Heroes. Yay. It's <laughs> one of my favorites. I mean, they're all my favorites, but that one's fun. Uh, Unimportant Heroes started because I run a one-shot, and it's about a group of kids in a uh, a small town in the world that I've built in D and D, uh, and the town's name is literally Unimportant. <laughs> Hence, Unimportant Heroes. Exactly. <laughs> they're very proud of this fact that they're Unimportant <laughs> Heroes. <laughs> Indeed. So. Uh, Unimportant here, the first session was literally them playing a bunch of teenagers who just happened to show up at the right time and land a killing blow on a monster. And they're all uh, basically considered hometown heroes. Uh, This spawned a a larger campaign because everybody was so into it that they were just like, yeah, let's just flesh this out. Let's just keep going. And we all made amazing characters. They were so great. I mean, they're all humans, but everybody has their own take. Oh, well, it was so fantastic. Well, what I love, I what I love is that you guys didn't make those characters. I did. That's true. We just gave them names and personalities. <laughs> yeah. But that that's the thing. Uh, I, that's what I love about DMing is sometimes a lot of people think that it's a lot of hard work and a lot of prep, 
but trust your players. Your players are going to come up with some of your best ideas because you'll just be sitting there and be like, okay, uh, you guys head into the forest and then you might forget it. But one of your players will go, wait a minute. Is this that one like super haunted forest you were telling us about? <laughs> and in your head, you're going, no, that's to the east. But you, your brain interrupts that message, sends a different one down to your mouth and you find yourself blurting out, oh, yeah, no, this one's super haunted. <laughs> The one I was telling you about, takes these sticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, actually, in reality, it's like, no, you guys are going to, like, the super cool, fa- like, super fairy forest. Like, <laughs> you guys get a bunch of cool magic items, and someone gets wings, and yet, but then your players are like, oh, no, this is the haunted one. And you're like, I guess it's the haunted <laughs> yes. forest. Yes, it is you the haunted prepare forest. Prepare for ghouls. <laughs> you know, roll for ghouls. Oh, man. Uh, so... Don't be intimidated by DMing, because even though it, it, it can be hard work, uh, it's very rewarding. Um, I can't speak for others, but there are moments where I say or do something, and my players have an immediate reaction. Um, and, and that, to me, is always so enjoyable. Whether it be a name of an NPC or uh, I do <laughs> whizzy wigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I do um, character voices and sometimes that can be very, very fun and entertaining and people, you know, react to that very strongly. Uh, I don't even have to do the voice, but <laughs> if I don't, you dare, <laughs> I already know what you're going to do. It's, it's too traumatizing. <laughs> So we have another campaign called the Evil Campaign, and we've all made some form of evil character. Uh, mine is My a necromancer. Is good. <laughs> she didn't start out good yeah, though. Yeah, my alignment is good. We are all very good to be evil. That, uh, you guys make some very morally ambiguous decisions, and also you true. made some like outright evil decisions. Even Lilith, Lilith kidnapped someone. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. She can't you, have a baby, but that's beside the point. Going through this campaign, we have been through several just really insane and really intense situations. And uh, one of them landed us in the grasp of a very malevolent <laughs> beholder. And uh, Simon does this particular voice that he does. And every once in a while, he'll come out like, we'll be driving in the car and from the side seat, he'll do the voice and be like, nope, mm-mm. you put that away. <laughs> it's very entertaining. But in the, so that is part of the reward. Your, your, player, your players and you are sitting around a table playing make-believe. But eventually, if you play this game long enough, eventually you guys will be hanging out and your players will talk about something that happened as if it were real. As if it actually happened and you all were really there. I, I've lost track of the number of times I'm hanging out with people I play D&D with. And they talk about an adventure that happened months and months ago <laughs> as if they were actually out in the woods and just like, oh, you remember how we did that thing? Oh, I do remember. And we, they just go off. Yeah. And it's this whole crazy thing. And I love that. I love that so much because it means, one, I'm doing my job well. But two, more importantly, more, way more importantly, they're engaged and they're concerned with what happens in the story. And it, 
you do that by simply giving them something to invest in. Uh, I, I have an example of, of that. I, for a while, I was running a campaign with my little niece. And at the time, she was seven. And um, we only played a couple of times. But every time I talked to her, she brings up D&D. Like, it had a really impact on her because I made her, she was a tabaxi bard. Nice. And uh, she was this little, and she couldn't, nice, she couldn't nice. decide if she wanted to be her age or older. And, and she's like, okay, well, I'll start off as seven and then I'm going to grow up. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> and it was, it was really fun because you just kind of go with it. Cause if our niece's imagination is just wild. Yeah. Um, but there was this one point where she and the NPC character and her dad's character went up against these thieves and uh, they they kicked their butts and they had a really big fight. She was all excited. She brings that up every single time. <laughs> like, when are we going to play D&D again? I'm like, whenever you come up to visit. <laughs> no, I, I, I love that. That is my, those are my favorite moments. I, and you know, it, it's it's great understanding that you could be responsible for that. So that's why I always encourage people who are even slightly interested to get into DMing, to being the DM, to sitting at the head of the table and running people through it. Because as a player, your input is going to be regarded as a player. And you'll you'll find yourself making decisions as a player. And when you sit in a DM in the DM's chair, and when you, you kind of sit there, it's uh, it's way way more interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like losing my uh, train of thought, but I just I, I run out of words to describe how awesome it is to no kidding sit there and just like see your players do cool things. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely agree. It's super fun. It is. It's it's. It's amazing and rewarding, and in the beginning, it is terrifying, and I think that is also part of the award. Um, I think also it's important, I mean, even if you don't have the opportunity to start with people that you're familiar with, like, in our instance, I mean, you weren't familiar with us, but you were familiar with the game, you know, but um, for me and Marina and our brother Sam, uh, we're, we've been DMing with each other, so we've yeah. made characters for each other's campaigns, and we're very easy to dm for because we're all comfortable you know yeah and if yeah. one of us does something that is obviously against what the other people be like hey <laughs> don't do that <laughs> <laughs> um i i think there's a big fear factor of being out in front of someone and i think taking the first step is probably one of the most important things just like you say, getting out in front of the table, but also, you know, picking a good intro yeah. that's going to be captivating or, um, and letting it be if it's not, you know, and just keep going with it. Just give it time and you'll adapt your own flow kind of thing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I know for a fact, it, it's one of those things. I know for a fact that sometimes um, people have been sitting at my table and have had a bad time which sucks yeah <laughs> I, but i know it's happened i know uh, i i run adventure league games 
And there are several instances where in an adventure league game, I know someone has left the table incredibly unhappy. And sometimes it's, it's been because of my direct action, which really, really sucks. But it's one of those things that now that I know about it, you have to learn from it and go, okay, how can I not do that again? Yeah. Uh, sometimes the players are just being very upset. And I can't do anything about that. That's not on me. So it's kind of weird. You have to balance, okay, that was my fault with, no, that was your fault. Yeah. And and you have to get good at differentiating between the two. Plus, I think um, the Adventure League, right, that's different from normal campaigns. Well, Adventure League is simply a more standardized way to play D&D. Uh, You can create a character and go from level 1 to level 20 with that character through multiple campaigns. Gotcha. And over uh, many, many different settings and, you know, seeing how things evolve, all that jazz. Um, And it's it's super fun. Like, I don't want anyone, I don't want to scare anyone away and make them think, you know, you have to be super, super serious and super pro to, like, play in Adventure League. It's for everyone, and a lot of people have gotten their start playing in Adventure League. Um, it is, however, just a different way to play. So, right. for example, in an, at an Adventure League table, if somebody, I don't know, uh, rolls something and it hits the table and say it's like a nine, and they have a plus four modifier, which... We'll go over what modifiers are eventually. <laughs> uh, they'll have a 13 total. Right. If the target number is, I don't know, a 16, if the DC is a 16, they failed. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. If you're homebrewing, it's much more lenient. If this would make sense narratively, the person succeeds. I mean, you know, what's a, is that really a big difference between 13 and 16? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in, in Adventure League, even that, you know, can sometimes... I've known some DMs in Adventure League who roll their dice behind the screen. They don't even look at the number. They just go off of They just know, like, they're just like, oh, you got hit. Yeah. Because the story makes sense if you get hit right now. Um, Which is totally fine. I personally, I like the randomness that the dice give me because... Sometimes I roll a crit and my players get crit and I think it's hysterical and they don't. Oh, and then you have the I crit myself moments, yeah. <laughs> which is so freaking funny. Sometimes I crit my own NPCs. Which is, well, or the NPC will crit against the monster and just be like, well, yeah. good. It's a, you don't win. <laughs> but um, I figured... This would just kind of be a shorter episode to see. Maybe you might be interested in DMing. And if you are interested in DMing, throw us some questions. Uh, send your questions. We have all the social media. You can find all the links, all the um, who's it's and what's it's. And uh, our social media people are standing by. And by our social media people, I mean us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just hanging out, waiting for someone to ask a question. So ask all your questions yes please talk to us we're lonely yes we like talking to people <laughs> uh, yeah seriously that's another reason to dm if you need the validation of others <laughs> <laughs> jump into the seat because oh, it's kept me there for years <laughs> but uh so send us your questions uh, you'll find all the links between uh in the description and whatnot 
um, find us and ask us. Maybe we can help you. Um, I know for me, it was just no one else wanted to DM, so I DM'd. But for others, maybe it's a challenge that they're looking forward to. And yeah. I would absolutely, absolutely love to see, you know, help someone develop along those lines. Because I may not be good at much, but I'm very confident in my ability to DM. And I would love to try and help other people who are interested in doing so. And even if you've been DMing and you have any questions, you know, like Simon says, he's been doing it for a while and and we're more than happy to talk to you and answer yeah. your questions. So, I, Oh, actually, even better. Maybe you've been DMing for even longer than I have. Give me some tips. Like maybe you know something I don't. That all is, that's also a great conversation to have. I think anytime you're learning or teaching, it's a good time because you're either imparting wisdom or you're gaining it. And that can never, ever, ever be bad. I just see two like older wizards sitting at a bar. This is how it was in my day. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> You know, I like to pretend I'm old. I'm really not old, but listen, it feels pretty old. <laughs> oh, man. I'm all creaky. <laughs> but I think, like you say, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Uh, we're down a person. But next time on our next episode, we're going to talk about a little bit more into character creation and a couple of characters that we have created over the time that we've been playing and we'd like to share and uh, we're going to try to put up a, a character sheet along with one of the more creative characters just for <laughs> if you're a new player and you're looking for some inspiration it might you know give you an idea or something you can go off of or you know even if it's just the name I mean it's a place to start yeah absolutely so uh, stay tuned and thank you so much for listening uh, we appreciate your time and uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic evening. And like we say, uh, search for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Think Critical uh, D&D Survival Guide and you'll find us. Or Think Critical DDSG. Yes, that too. Uh, which, um, yeah, we're looking forward to any and all questions or any and all advice. We look forward to the conversation mm -hmm. in general. Definitely. Uh, so uh, I think we're going to be closing it out now. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Think Critical, the Dungeons and Dragons Survival Guide podcast. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at the table. <laughs>